tonight partly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, lows in the lower 60s, and chance of rain 50%. Coming up next, Trailer Talk. Stay tuned. Join me September 18th for a very special edition of Let's Talk Vets. We'll share some of the sights and sounds we experienced during the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall visit to Rock Hill. We'll also hear from Jim and Joy Senator Rolling Thunder. This organization escorted the display from Woodburn to Rock Hill. That's Let's Talk Vets, 7 p.m. September the 18th, right here on WJFF, your community radio station. Welcome to Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. I'll bring you all kinds of stories from all kinds of people. Whether it's a live public conversation and we're speaking from the kitchen table of my 1965 Beeline travel trailer, from the studios or on the streets, please sit back and enjoy the conversation right here this time every week. Stay tuned for a classic edition of Trailer Talk from the archives. I am in the village of Liberty, New York, in the Sullivan County Catskills, and I'm looking at the downtown barn on a beautiful spring day and I'm here with Brian Rourke who took this project it's a little windy maybe we'll, we'll step inside I'm here with Brian Rourke who took on this project of actually uncovering this barn which is in the downtown of the village of Liberty I passed this building for many years and I had no idea that it was a barn. So Brian, I'll have you introduce yourself and then perhaps you can share with us this discovery and the project. Well, thanks so much, Sabrina. I appreciate it. Um, what uh, we had here was a, a dilapidated building that no one had paid any attention to for years. And what it turned out to be is a uh, late 1800s barn. It was originally a stable or a livery and uh, had been used for so many different purposes. Uh, after that, it was a coal storage place at one point in the early 1900s. It was a garage, a service station type of thing. Uh, had housed appliances over the years. Had just been put to uh, lots of uses, but I think right now we have the best use ever in uh, having restored it into a live performance hall. You're really talking about this incredible history that we're standing on. I mean, you mentioned it was a livery stable. It's, it's just, it's hard to imagine, except actually in this moment it's not because you've restored it back to a barn. And I'm looking at the barn doors and this red and white structure. And inside I'm looking at this incredible wood and you can share this mission that you have to open this up as an artist space? The inspiration was um, that there was really a lack of live entertainment here in, in the Village of Liberty and um, I have uh, some family that are in the music business so I can relate to uh, the trials and tribulations of musicians. I enjoy live music myself as do many of my friends and family so I thought it'd be a terrific idea to have a venue downtown and also to try to inspire some um, some improvement of the local economy and some interest in liberty itself. Um, so that kind of was the motivation once once I saw 
what was inside the building. And first off, when there's a performance going on, the, the barn doors are open and lots of folks enjoy listening to the music and enjoying each other's company right uh, in a unsuspecting place, right down <laughs> in the middle of Liberty. In the middle of Liberty, and I can imagine the horses galloping to this barn or perhaps being very tired after day's work or being tied up to a hitch out here. And now as we're stepping into this space, it's very clearly a barn space that is a beautiful uh, music venue that I'm looking at. And as you uncovered this barn and uncovered the history, what have been some of the surprises for you? I guess what we were surprised is when I opened the the building up, there was several partitions in the, the main barn space. So it was very hard to visualize uh, anything like you see today because they had modern partitions and it was just used for storage. When we tore down those partitions, it exposed century-old woodwork and beams, 30, 40-foot hand-hewn beams, and it, it exposed the, the workmanship of a bygone era that is irreplaceable in my opinion you know i can show you as we walk around you'll see the mortise and tendon construction with uh, dowels instead of nails holding the structure together which is similar you might see nowadays that the amish still use this construction but it was common in the late 1800s and and that that's was probably the most exciting discovery is just the the original frame of the barn and this was very common. The, uh, this barn was almost mass-produced in the Northeast. It's like a 40 by 30 structure, and they, they put them up very commonly throughout the country. I'm still surprised because I have driven past this barn not knowing it was one for so many years. And so it's incredible that this piece of history, both the usage of it, as you say, kind of a common construction of a barn from the mid to late 1800s, and also the craftsmanship. So this really is a piece of history. And I'm wondering about your connection to also community revitalization here in the Village of Liberty and how this connects to the mission of the space. I guess making it accessible to the whole community is uh, is something that I'm very proud of and it has just built a sense of community. This is my home as it is uh, so many people and first thing to do is to honor the local craftsmen, local musicians, local producers of products. That's what I hope this place will be, is a, a center for people to come in and, and appreciate what's made locally. Thank you. And now I'm walking across this wood plank floor. It was uh, a real surprise. We, I was looking for some old barn doors to put on the uh, outside of the barn, and a, a local um, secondhand stuff dealer said he knew someone that had some barn wood if I wanted to go check it out. I go to visit a gentleman in Bethel, and uh, lo and behold, he has Max Yasger's silo, which had fallen down. He reclaimed all the, all the wood, so we installed it here. Um, so this once towered over the music site on Shore Road. And that music site that you're referring to is the Woodstock Music and Arts Festival from 1969. So again, bringing in the history of our 
County. Brings in the history of the county, and I, I think it, it promotes good karma for the musicians who are, are uh, standing on what is almost hollowed ground. It's uh, <laughs> the hollowed silo. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm speaking with Brian Rourke in the Village of Liberty, New York. And now I am so happy to speak with musician, also known as the blues master, Slam Allen. Hi, uh, about your about your music, about your upcoming CD release party and the celebration of of this new music. So, um, hello. Hello, it was a pleasure, and I'm glad you had the time to take the time to uh, to be here. I'm glad to be here, and I just got a lot that I want to give. <laughs> so, do I call you Slam or Slam well, Allen? Uh, you can call me Slam. You can call me Slam Allen. Just don't call me late for dinner, that's all. <laughs> all right, I'm going to call you Slam <laughs> Allen because it just rolls off the tongue. So... I wonder if we could begin by you talking with us about your lineage in music, in blues and soul and R&B. I mean, really, your lineage that I think begins in Alabama. Well, my parents, you know, my grandparents, they came from Alabama. And when they migrated from there up here uh, in the Sullivan County, that's where I was born. I was actually born in Monticello. And, you know, my dad and my uncles, you know, they got a rich history of playing blues, soul, R&B, funk, you know, jazz. And, you know, since I was born, I was just around it and I kind of absorbed it, you know, and uh, it became a part of me. And uh, to this day, you know, I, I, I still follow the music and, you know, the things that my dad and my uncles taught me. And did you begin performing with your family? Yes, that's how, that's how I really, I can remember as early as five years old, I was on stage, you know, trying to sing, you know, with my dad's band, and, uh, you know, and I uh, just progressed from there. Going back then to when you were a kid in Sullivan County, New York, if you could talk about that kind of music scene for yourself and your own evolution with becoming a musician. Yes, well, I, I got bitten by the bug, you know. I, I had, um, like I said, my uncle I want, and my dad, I wanted to be like them. So when I was in, like, uh, you know, grade school and high school and stuff, I got into the band. You know, at one point I used to play classical music. I used to play string bass with a bow and do all kind of, you know, Mozart and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that didn't really excite me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to, you know, do something more you know, involved, be more of an entertainer. So, you know, I grabbed a guitar. My dad played guitar. He played bass. He played drums. My Uncle Cecil, you know, he played, uh, you know, he plays guitar. My Uncle Buddy plays saxophone. So, uh, you know, I had all the ingredients around me, and I took advantage of it, you know. And, you know, I, I found out that I had a, a ear, that I could hear music. You know, I could hear it, I could feel it, and then I could play it. So it just took me on a journey of just learning, and, and I knew young that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I know you play, as you mentioned, blues, soul, R&B, funk. Would you describe your music as a fusion, or are those genres of music something that you kind of connect with at different times for different reasons in your life? Well, you know, blues was 
you know, the music that uh, I gravitated to, you know, uh, and blues, if anybody knows, is the father of all American music. So basically, everything that spawned from that, that's what I do. You know, because any, you know, I, I love blues, soul, R&B, funk, rock and roll, you know, I, you know, I play it all. And basically, I, I, I tell people I play feel-good music. You know, I play stuff that makes people feel good. And uh, I always say it's not about me. It's about how many smiles I put on people's faces. So, you know, I could I could play, you know, anything, like I say, from blues to soul to rock and roll. You know, whatever the, whatever the feeling is. And Slam Allen, would you like to play something for us and then talk about that song, that music, and your upcoming CD? Or, or how would you like to proceed? I see... You know, you're here with, with this guitar, yes. so I don't want to hold you back. Oh, not at all. You know, I love to play, you know, and uh, I'll be more than happy to do a little something here. Here's a little song that I, I wrote about the blues. Yes, the blues is back, people. And his hill state. Yes, the blues is back, people. Blues is back in his hill state. I don't care what you do now. Oh, you can't make the blues go away. Everybody gets the blues now. Everybody gets the blues sometime. Yes, everybody gets the blues now. Everybody gets the blues sometime. If I don't get the blues now, people, I think I'm gonna lose my dog on mine. Let me tell you again, the blues is back now. The blues is back now. Hey, the blues is back, people. I, don't you know that is his day? I don't care what to do now. Make it go away. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That is Slam Allen. We're here at the downtown barn in Liberty, New York, in the Catskills, and we're talking about your music. And uh, thank you for playing that song. And you have a new CD coming up. I'm wondering if you want to uh, talk to us about the song you just played, about the upcoming CD. Yes, uh, my new CD. Uh, it was actually released on the 14th, a few days ago. And uh, this CD is what I call my evolvement. You know, I don't even know if that's a word, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've evolved through the years. And this, this, this just shows where I'm at right now, my experiences, my life, my love of the music. And then, like I say, said before, you know, it's feel-good music. You know, anybody who listens to it can find something on there that will make them, uh, you know, feel something or, or remember something. And, you know, that's the way I write. That's the way, you know, I come across the people. You know, and, and, the, and the company that I, I recorded this on, a place called American Showplace Music, you know, they saw that in me. I, I'm an overnight sensation 30 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I finally, I finally hooked up with the right people. 
is this man named uh, uh, Ben Elliott, who is a great producer. He worked with so many people like uh, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, uh, Luther Vandross, you know, and it was just an honor for me that he saw my talent, you know, he saw my vision, you know, and was able to record it, and now it's out to the people, and, you know, the people are going to decide. Slam, you're talking about this 30 years in the making, right? Yes. Overnight success of having to do the music, having to play, having to sing, having to write. Can you, what is that? What is that kind of uh, need and, and desire? And, and what are you, uh, how would you describe it? Well, you know, I describe it as, you know, with me and music, it's like my life. You know, it's, it's part of me, you know. So if I have good times, if I have bad times, it all comes through the music. You know, we all have our ups and downs. You know, um, I've been broke, you know. Mm -hmm. I've been with a lot of money, you know. I've had, you know, great loves. And, you know, I have disappointments, you know. I'm human being just like everybody else. But with me, I can write about it. You know, I can put it to music. You know, and, and that's, that's basically who I am. I always tell people, what you see is what you get. I'm the same person on stage as I am off stage. When I'm off stage, you know, that gives me my experience to do what I do on stage. Every person that I meet, you know, uh, gave me something, good or bad, you know, to you know, bring this music back, you know, to the world. You're talking about sharing. Mm -hmm. You just said giving back to the world. Mm -hmm. You also said this is feel-good music, mm -hmm. and these are hard times. Yes. So what is the connection between the challenges, the hard, the hard times, the things that we still, as human beings, haven't <laughs> overcome, and that are these challenges, and your music? Well, you know, it's been proven through time, through history, that music, you know, was always the, the uh, thing that uh, helped people through depressing times, you know, um, even like the, like the Great Depression, music was still going on. That was what people turned to, you know, forget about the troubles, you know. And, and, you know, I feel that's what I do, you know, for the time that people are in my presence. I try to get them just to forget about anything else that's bothering them and just fill them with, with what I have, you know, this energy, this love that comes from up above that goes through, you know, I'm just the vehicle that carries this, you know, and, and you know, make people feel good. And, hey, for an hour, two hours, three hours, you know, you're going to forget about everything else. The same with me. If I have troubles, I just start playing some music, and it seems like everything just goes away. The pain, everything. Yeah. Who are some of your influences? People either you're working with now, collaborating with, or, or, or just somehow are inspirations for you, part of your history? Well, you know, it's a, if I was to sit here and think about all the people that, you know, influenced me, we'll be here for like at least six, seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, first of all, you know, you know, you know, my dad and my uncles, you know, and I must say, you know, my dad has passed away and my mom has passed away. But my mom, she was my greatest fan. Mm -hmm. She believed in me before I believed in myself, you know, and she knew she knew I was going to take this and, and take it uh, far and do something with it and and um you know family to me is the thing that i you know cherish you know the most you know the, and 
with my family, my friends, my God. You know, all of these things are a combination that makes me me. You know, and I, you know, right now I want to say publicly, thank everybody who came into my life because without all of y'all, I wouldn't be who I am today. You know, so that's, that's basically uh, me. <laughs> We're here in Liberty in Sullivan County. You grew up in Monticello, a neighboring town. Yes. And you've stayed. Mm-hmm. What is it about this place, this community that has kept you here? Well, I've been all over the world. You know, I've been seeing a lot of different cultures and everything. But the one thing that I love the most is coming home. You know, no matter where you live at, you know, where we, where you were born, where you were raised, you know, that's where, you know, for me, I feel most comfortable. You know, I can go stay some of the, you know, I stayed some of the richest places. I stayed in some places that were some of the poorest places. But, you know, none, none of that means nothing if you can't come home. You know, and that's what I'm always going to do, man. I'm always going to come home. Plus, I have a son here. You know, my son now, he's, he's, he's about to graduate high school this year, you know. Um, and I said I wanted to come back and be near him, you know, give him that, that fatherly love and give him that support, you know, to uh, get him out there on his own. So uh, lately, I've been staying, you know, close to home to do that. Is there another song that you would like to play yes. for us? And if you want to give it any kind of intro and, and uh, tell us about it. Yes, you know, uh, I, uh, I know so many songs, and sometimes when somebody asks me to do a song, my mind goes blank. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd like to do, probably do another one off of um, my new uh, CD, which is entitled uh, Feel These Blues. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we blues players and a lot of musician stuff, we write songs about women. You know, <laughs> good times, bad times, whatever. And, you know, I'm no different. But this is one of those songs. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Baby, please. Please don't you go now. Baby, please. Oh, please don't you go now. You know that I love you. Why you don't love me no more? Gave you everything, everything you said you needed now. I gave you everything, everything you said you need now. You know that I love you, gonna fall on my knees begging, please. Now listen to me. You know I love it. I'm trying to do my best. I got to do like oldest red and y'all. I got to cha-cha-cha-cha, your little tenderness. Come on, baby, please. Please don't you go now. Baby, please. Oh, please don't you go now. You know that I love you. Why you don't love me no more? Look out, love. That's my guitar.
I love you. I'm just trying to do my best. Yo, I got to do like old is red and y'all. I got to try, 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 try a little tip down this. Call, 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 baby, please. Please don't you go now. Baby, please. Please don't you go now. You know that I love it. Why you don't love me no more? Just a little bit more here, just a little bit more. Baby, please. You know I love you, baby. I got to, got to have your mama. I'm gonna fall on my knees for you. I got to, got to love you now. Come on now, 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 sugar now. Cause I love everybody now. Cause I, I, I need you now. Look out, love. Please don't go. <laughs> You're listening to Slam Allen. Wow, thank you for making me feel so good. Oh, that's my pleasure. That's my pleasure. That's what I do. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd, you'd like to leave us with about your music, about... You know, yeah, I do like, I want to say one thing, you know, I just, you know, people like, you know, Brian Roark who, you know, have a venue for we blues people to show our craft and just, you know, musicians in general, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know, so that's how we reach the people, you know, with the venues and, and people like himself. So, you know, I'm very thankful for people, you know, like this. And I just like to say, come on out, y'all. <laughs> and this is my new song entitled In September. Every time somebody mentions your name, don't you know that the result is the same? I remember that day you left me in September. Yes, I remember that day you left me in September. Yes, I remember. Listen to me. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. This time of year, I don't like it all Cause I remember that day you left me in September Hey, I remember that day you left me in September Oh yes, I remember I'm gonna say one more thing to you I'm alright most of the year but I wanna cry when this time comes near Cause I remember That day you left me in September Yes, I remember That day you left me in September Oh, yes, I remember now, baby Can you hear me, baby? Oh, yes, I, I remember I just want to cry I, 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 baby Hey, I remember now, now I don't like September, no, I don't like it now Hey, 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 now 
Cause I remember that day you left me in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm speaking with the blues master, Slam Allen, at the Downtown Barn in Liberty, New York. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and I thank you for taking the time to do this because you're reaching the people also, and it makes it great for me. <laughs> thank you. <sighs> From the kitchen table, out on the road, I'm Sabrina Artell. To find out more about Slam Allen, the blues master, please visit slamallen.com. And he can also be found on Facebook on the Slam Allen Band page. Thanks for joining me for Sabrina Artell's Trailer Talk. The music for the show, Patti Smith, People Have the Power. Trailer Talk is produced by Sabrina Artell. For more information, please visit trailertalk.net. Special thanks to WJFF Radio Catskill and the numerous people who have donated their time, resources, and conversations to make Trailer Talk possible. Thank you all who joined me in these conversations. I'm Sabrina Artell. Safe travels. This week in This American Life, okay, picture this. A local Democrats club, it's also a bar, filled with Democrats watching a Trump rally on TV when all of a sudden... Somebody said, oh my God, that's Ross. They spot their own club president at the rally. You're really a Republican running a Democratic club. Disagreements that maybe cannot be fixed over a few beers this week. This American Life, Saturday evening at 6. Good evening and welcome to WJFF's Making Waves. Making Waves is an hour-long radio magazine program that airs every Monday night at 7 on WJFF. You'll hear segments brought to you by our volunteer team of audio producers. Join us.